Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grand Weekly Podcast review goes to the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives. Up, oh, bringing you four unique perspectives, bringing skill range. We have a special guest this episode. I am Michelangelo. This episode, Andrew, with me, our Raphael, Keith. Hello. Our special returning guest, our Donatello, my brother, Aaron. Hello. And the one who didn't have a favorite Ninja Turtle, so she gets the last one, our Leonardo, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was a listener request, and not only for the game, but also he requested that you join us. So thank you so much. Thank you, Hammer Dad with the drum pad, who requested that we played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, and also requesting that Aaron join us for this episode. Oh, Aaron's got a yeah. fan. Yeah, inadvertently, I was on that last episode, which is just kind of how timing works out. So it's not even like a special surprise. I was literally here on the last episode. But, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't know if he, he probably would have changed his request after listening to that episode. He's like, ooh, yeah. there was not good that He episode. heard that one. as like, woof. Yeah. Crap all over <laughs> his game. <laughs> so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a 2D side-scroller beat-em-up that is brought to you by Tribute Games in... Dotemu. Hopefully I said that properly. But Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is a homage to the original classic beat em, uh, arcade beat-em-up style games that you've played when you are a kid. Well, some of us as a kid. I guess, you know, some of our listeners are pretty young and you, this is probably actually a new genre to you. But the story of Ninja Turtles is, you know, you're Ninja Turtles and you're fighting Shredder. In this one, you're chasing after Krang's robotic body as it's slowly getting assembled. And Shredder's involved. I didn't quite get the story. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Yeah, it's pretty much non-existent. I mean, you, you, you kind of pop in there every once in a while and get a little bit of a story, but there really is not a lot there. Because that's not what you're playing the game. Yeah, it's, no, it, it's, 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 it's absolutely like, not. It's like comic book storytelling at best. You, you beat a level and they give you, what is it, like a little image? And they kind of all yell at the same time. And that's that. Yep. Cowabunga! <laughs> Wait, did we skip Gamer Pass? Oh. <laughs> we are all thrown off, Aaron. You are. What did I do? That is true. You got us all, all worked up. Thank you, Liz. My bad. So going around, I'll start. Uh, for me, this was a game, almost a definite game as well. So I grew up, as well as Aaron, you know, we grew up with these classic arcade beat-em-up style games. Absolutely love Ninja Turtles. Which one did we have on Sega Genesis? Was it Turtles in Time? No, Turtles, if you remember, Turtles in Time did not exist on the Sega Genesis. So I believe that was on the Super Nintendo, and I believe you could get it, play it in the arcades. We used to play it at the local uh, Pizza Hut. Yeah. Um, but I believe those were the only two. I do not remember what the name of it was on Sega Genesis. I just remember the Ninja Turtles game. It's, that's all I remember. Yeah. So for me, this is this is, this is game nails it like right on the head on like the play style, but also improves it. To me, this didn't feel like it was a game that was stuck in time. It felt like they modernized it a little bit to be accessible. And I, I had a ton of fun with this game. Was it the Hyperstone Heist? Oh, actually, I think it was. Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds very familiar. Because I definitely remember there being a stone. I remember something it, being heist. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember, remember something was. being heisted. I very much remember that. Aaron, what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a this is a game for me. Um you know, right above Garden Story, um, just in just slightly above everything. No, I mean, no. This is a this is a great game. Although you're you're saying things right now that are really making me think. Though, has there ever been a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that wasn't a side scroller? I think they've always yeah. been that way forever. Which is crazy uh, well, to me because the not Ninja a Turtles have been around there's, for there's a, a side, long There's side scroller platformer type games, but. Yeah, there's other styles. I mean, remember, there was actually a 2D fighter game we once rented on Sega Genesis. I do not recall that. Oh. But I, I do... I mean, the difference between a side-scroller and a side-scroller beat-em-up is, like, maybe a little bit of 3D built in there. Yeah, like but 2.5. It, it, it made me think about that because I was like, you know what? This this is the only type of Ninja Turtle game that's really ever existed. Um, and it's great. And now, mind you, it's repetitive. It's 16 levels. And even the levels that are varied are still kind of the same thing. But that doesn't mean it's not fun. And it's fun, obviously, play with a lot of people. I, I played it once with four people, and that was a little bit chaotic. I can't imagine what it's like with six. But it's a ton of fun. It was a, uh, it's a 
a fun way to spend an hour or two playing it with some friends. Uh, just enough in there to keep you entertained and enough things to kind of make you laugh and smile and say, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I think I'm sort of with Aaron. Like, I, I think I might have enjoyed it a little bit more so. I, I, I thought it was really cool and I was like really excited about it. And even played like a little more than having just beat it with you, Andrew. So I thought it was really good, but I think the repetition of it was what kind of got me. I think what I liked about it is is obviously all the nostalgia is built into it. But the weirdest part of the nostalgia that I liked was I remember these games just feeling so hard when I was a kid. And yeah. now it just felt so beatable that I was, I don't know, I was enjoying it. And I, I, I liked it. So it is a game for me. For me, it's a game. Um, I'm not. I, mean, I didn't really love it because I mean, I I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but for me, I just I wanted more story and personality from the turtles. I mean, for me, whenever I think of the Ninja Turtles, I think of the 1990 movie with Judy Hogue, and right. I, that's my favorite Ninja Turtles movie. And fun fact, my dad actually went to school with the actress who played April, Judy Hogue, and my sister met her once, and I guess she's super nice. And, um, <laughs> but so for me, it's just like, I mean, even like the, the, I like that they had like the pizza party aspect of it, but it just like when they're like standing around talking about pizza and stuff, like I just miss their like interactions and stuff. I want more like cutscenes with them or something. I didn't think about I it. I mean, no. the pizza is literally 90% of what the Ninja Turtles do. So it, <laughs> that is kind of it. No, but there's not really a whole lot. I get more. what Liz is saying though. Cause I didn't really think about it is. I don't know. There just there wasn't a lot of personality to the turtles. It was yeah, it was and they are flat. they are different. Yeah, like in terms of it being kind of a reboot on the old school game, and it did a very good job, like Andrew said, of feeling like it without being a clone of it or just a you know a port of it. It really lacked on an opportunity to like do some fun things, and and I especially because it's short. Yeah, yeah. This definitely isn't a game for like people who don't know the classic beat-em-ups because yeah you make a good point like if someone literally did not know who the ninja turtles were and played this game they would just what? they would not think about like oh yeah this you know michelangelo's the party dude Raphael's you know the rude one like you wouldn't think about that playing this game yeah, what's with the pizza then? Too much. what is with teeny uh, uh, giant turtles eating pizza if you don't know the teenage ninja turtles that is Okay, first off, who doesn't know who the Ninja Turtles are at this point? That is point? also a very they good still point. Have, they have multiple shows on Nickelodeon. So it, you can literally, every kid now. out there has a subscription to Paramount Plus. Every kid out there. It's the <laughs> hottest in streaming services. And they're watching the Ninja Turtles all the time. You can still go into the toy aisle, and there's still Ninja Turtle toys. I would somewhat reverse the argument, though, that if this is trying to cl- capture the classic vibe of the originals, which it does, those didn't have cutscenes. That's true. Those didn't have a whole lot of personality. Those were just drop you in and run you through the game. So technically, this is more more attached to what the originals are. Do you think that this has the same replayability, though? Because when I'm playing it a second time through, I don't see the replayability. So for me, like, I was playing Casey Jones a second time because I unlocked that character. And he was a lot slower. But for me, like, the levels are the same. I I was anticipating everything. So for me, I didn't find it fun the second time. I mean, I could see, like, maybe if you have a group of friends and they hadn't played it before... I, I might be able to enjoy it, but I feel like when it comes to like the, the classic games, they had more replayability. I also think that's a issue of time, though. I, I mean, think about this. I mean, Andrew and I, obviously, we grew up with the Sega Genesis. We would constantly re-rent Mutant League Hockey. Oh, my gosh, that game was we fun. Would, <laughs> we rented that exactly, game so like, much. And we could replay games, I think, when we were kids, because I think it was just different like you didn't have as much immediate access to things but shouldn't they add more then i mean your point is like oh it's like the old time but if people are playing differently then wouldn't you change it then i'm not disagreeing like i i think that this this game tried to do some elements to make things different for instance although i i want to kind of argue against this a little bit just because i think this is kind of crappy you do (laughs) upgrade your characters in this game i don't know what you're upgrading i don't know what difference it makes but there did seem to be an element of like, okay, well, let's have you go back and play as different characters and then you can upgrade those characters. I don't know what any of that does. 
but it does seem like it tried to do that. I I think that is a weak part of the game. If though. you go when you're in the uh, level select part of the world map, if you press X, go to the turtle layer, and there's a, a screen that shows you, like when your character levels up, what you unlock. So there there is a sheet showing you what you unlock. So it varies from you know maybe you get some health points. Did any of you see that though? Yes. I never saw that. Did yeah. anybody even? No. I, that's why I brought it up. I, yeah, I mean I looked I at know. it, but it's the same for every single character so there's really yes. nothing that varies to it and none of it was really noticeable like the health sure and the extra ninja super attacks because then you had extra super attacks but outside of that i wasn't like oh man i i got this new damage now i'm just really having an easy time because i wasn't really having a hard time to begin with and I wasn't playing on the hardest difficulty, so I could have done that to increase my, my difficulty, obviously. But I, I didn't feel like making it harder was going to make it more enjoyable. It just felt like it was going to be harder and it was going to take more hits. See, I think this game knew what it wanted to be, and I think it nailed it. Like Aaron was saying, like, this is meant to be like the classic beat em up. It, yes, it isn't something you are going to sink 40 hours in. This is clearly a game... You, you and your buddies are going to play maybe over a weekend, like an evening. The time to beat, you're looking at like two to three hours. It's very short. Yeah, Aaron said 16 levels. Each one takes you about five minutes each. Like, that's it. Yeah, the levels don't vary much. Difficulty, like it doesn't add more enemies or different gameplay. So I think this game knew what it wanted to be. I do agree. I do wish there was maybe some more modernizing elements to it. So you do have six playable characters. You know, the four Ninja Turtles, Splinter, April, and Casey Jones. And I wish there was, like, more combos. So you got to, you know, you at the beginning it gives you a very basic tutorial. But I wish each character had, like, special combos. Each character has their perks. If you're playing the story mode. If you're playing arcade mode, everyone's the same. But in the story mode, you know, you know like, Raphael has extra power. Uh, Michelangelo is, like, a little bit faster. Like, they had, like, different perks kind of things with them. I didn't notice too much of a difference, though. And I, I wish, like, if I played Michelangelo, he had different moveset combos. I thought it would been kind of cool that way. I agree. I felt like, essentially, though, anyone I'm playing kind of felt about the same. I feel like speed changed a lot with the characters. Like, I definitely felt that, especially when I switched to Casey. You were complaining Casey. Casey Jones is the best character. Cause he every felt ca- slow. Every- I'm not saying he's not the best character. I mean, I don't. I don't really have a favorite character, <laughs> but I did love his taunt. I, I like. Did you guys like the? Oh uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, really cool. Because, better up, Scuzz Bucket. Yeah, because when you're fighting <laughs> the bosses, the I mean, the Y button is amazing, and that, being able to like get get that from the taunts are, are really cool. Yeah. So I think that's where the game has has an issue for me is it doesn't know what it wants to be, and I, and I think that's where I disagree with you, Andrew. <laughs> is it wants to be a little bit modern it wants to have these little level up features and it wants to have these little tweaks of the characters but it doesn't want to modernize it in any other way it doesn't want to bring any dialogue into it it doesn't want to bring any cutscenes. it wants to be a short game but it doesn't exceed in either of those because if you're going to just focus on the short game aspect of it give me four or five hours give me 20 to 30 levels actually make them vary maybe a you know one that's like more of a mini game, something like that. It's just do that, do more of what they, you would have done in a Nintendo game or a Sega game back in the 90s or really dive into to that. Still make it just a simple side scroller uh, beat-em-up, like Castle Crashers. Like there was different weapons in there. Every character felt different, and there was like 20 of them. There doesn't need to be 20 characters in this game, but that was like and that was, what, 15 years ago? And that felt like a modern 2D side-scroller. And honestly, I'd still play the heck out of some Castle Crashers today if I could. Or if I had people to play with. So, I, so Keith, you told, me, you told me you didn't really grow up with the Ninja Turtles, right? Not watching them. I did play the heck out of these games because I remember... Oh, okay. Like, I remember all... Like, I was telling you, like, all the different... Well, and I didn't remember that they were called the Foot Clan. But I, I remembered all of the different enemies, the robots, like... All of that stuff, I was like, all of this feels familiar. This game felt familiar to me. Uh, okay. I thought you were like, wait, there are turtles? No. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is this? <laughs> What's going on with this lunacy? <laughs> and I could see where, like, we, we're all in our 30s. 
And so, you know, we all have, (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't mean to ruin the illusion here. Um, But, you know, this was obviously something we grew up on as kids was playing these games and playing old Sega Genesis games. And Keith, I think you just bring up a good point. And I think this would be, I think this would be jarring for anybody that didn't grow up playing these games because if you do strip away the modern elements that exist in every video game right now, yeah, this would probably not be a very fun experience. Like, it'd be okay, but I could see you going three levels into this thing and just be like, yeah, okay, it's it's not enough for me. So for me, nostalgia alone is going to carry me through this thing. And I end up on the other side of it going, that was a good time. That was fun. I would still do that again. And I didn't really focus a whole lot on, well, if only they gave me this, or if only they gave me that. It kind of felt like, yeah, that's what they wanted to do, and I thought they did a pretty darn good job of it, and I'm satisfied. Um, But I could see, if you are somebody that did not grow up with these games, you would hate this because of those lacking. See, the one modernized thing that they did in this game that I think I absolutely loved, because this has always generally been a complaint with me with any beat-em-up, is they have a dodge. You can actually dodge and roll. And that is something that doesn't exist. Wait, what was the dodge button? B. (laughs) B. I didn't be. use that. I just, I just did jump. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad. And, and it's so not, you it's, really don't need it. It helps a lot. <laughs> this is why you needed the more the pizzas. Yeah, it does. <laughs> because, yeah, like, it's not an overpowering dodge either. Because, like, you know, a lot of games, like, when you dodge, you have, like, a brief window of invincibility. That's not the case for this. This is just a way to kind of do a short distance travel. And I loved it. I loved that they added a dodge button. To me, it made the combat feel so much more fluid and responsive, and it felt like this game had more skill. Because I feel like that was always just the thing with classic beat-em-ups is you go up to someone and X, 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 and eventually they'll maybe get a punch in on you, and you can't really do anything about it. Like, you gotta, like, stop your moves and, I don't know, wiggle out of the way. It's awkward. So I love that they just added this dodge button. It made the game feel so much more fluid. And I think that was just a nice modernized touch to it. There, oh, there was one modern thing about this game, though, that absolutely rules, and that is the soundtrack. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the, the soundtrack on this game is so, so good. On certain levels, Andrew kept po- pointing it out. He's like, oh, I like this song. And then I'm listening for it. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is awesome, actually. Where back in the 90s when we were playing it, you just get those stinking MIDI files yeah. that'd be playing, and that was the soundtrack. Because they were 16-bit games, so in this in this case, I mean, you're getting full-fledged songs, and it just totally captures that kind of ninja rap feel to it. Man, it was so good. That's that is absolutely the best modern part of this game. Oh, and that was great too. Like, the soundtrack too isn't just like modern rap. It had like a very ninja turtle song for like a different genre of music. Like they yeah. had like a rock one. They kind of had a punk one. Yeah, they had like a rap one. It was it was great. Loved the soundtrack of this game so much, but Super and it's this is this is a weird thing too. I feel like this is always the opposite that we've always complained. The music's too quiet. It actually, when you go to the options, it defaults to eighty out of a hundred, so you can crank the volume up. But even when you crank it up, it's still not that loud. I'm like, dang it, this is the first time in a game <laughs> that I actually am complaining the soundtrack's too quiet. Well, I mean, if we're if we're covering all of the modern bits, I guess we might as well wrap up the very final one, and that's multiplayer. <laughs> Right, because <laughs> I think that's oh my gosh, other... yeah, online multiplayer. Yeah, so that, that's kind of cool. That was what made it playable. Because if this was couch co-op only, I will I will say I sat down and I played with the kids four and ten, and that worked all fine, and and that was fine. It was fun. It was a good game that I was able to play with them. But if this only had couch co-op, it would not have been nearly as fun. The ability to play online, like to jump into a game with you guys, or even public matchmaking, was I think one of the things that made that much better especially for someone like me who tends to play only at night when everyone is in bed. So, As great as this game is to play alone, it is always more fun to join with friends. Unfortunately, it can be difficult to find someone to play with, and joining randoms is always a mixed bag. Luckily, there's now an easier way with our new sponsor, eBlitz, the social app for gamers. How eBlitz works is you create a profile, add some of your favorite games, write a quick message about yourself, then you can browse other gamers that match your tags or games you like. Now you have to do is swipe right on those you're interested or swipe left to pass. If you have a match, you join a chat within the app and you can coordinate your game time. But what if you end up matching with someone who has serious gamer rage like Keith? Well, you can return to the app and rate them on a five-point scale to help others avoid the toxicity. 
eBlitz covers a wide array of games from competitive to cooperative like Apex Legends, Call of Duty, Rainbow Six Siege, Minecraft, and many more. eBlitz is fast, easy, and free, so check it out today on the Apple Store or Google Play or go to www.eblitz.gg for more information. Bring it up though, the online play though, Keith. Uh, so I've played it with online play with both Aaron and Keith here, and I had lag issues. I felt like it wasn't nearly as bad playing with Keith, but it was worse playing with you, Aaron, which is odd because, you know, we, we play online games and I, we never have any sort of connectivity issues. So I couldn't tell if this game was like a peer-to-peer connection or there actually is like servers for this game. Yeah, it's it's a bit strange. And we're a state away. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're what, a four-hour drive from each other. So it's not like you're, you're West Coast, I'm East Coast or anything like that. We're... We're relatively close to each other, and I've played games with peer-to-peer connections before, and if I've never seen anything like this. When you and I were playing, I was sitting at a 280 to a 310 ping, like, the entire time. Um, it booted us out of matches a few times, which was kind of odd. So we had some weird connection issues going on there. I, w- I would get some weird lag spikes that would happen with it. So yeah, a lot of just was on a server... Yeah, it was it was just really it was really strange for a game like this. This just doesn't feel like you need intense servers yeah. <laughs> to keep this thing up and running. So I, I guess something to be aware of if you are playing with friends, we did have some at least recent connection issues here. So not saying it's always gonna be the case, but at least when we played we we did have some I issues. I think it's gotta as be much as peer to peer. Like in like I Aaron so. said, it's it, there can't be that big of servers because even when I was doing like looking for friends within the game Sure, other someone has to open up a public game. I couldn't find anybody ever. And we left our game open pretty much the entire time we played, and no one ever joined us. So I, I just don't think a lot of people are looking for online play. I think they're playing it almost like Nintendo style. Yeah, as much as I enjoy the online play, I think Couch Co-op's my favorite. Liz, I played it with you and your sister, in which your sister really doesn't play video games yeah and i mean there were sometimes where she was getting more kills than me yeah <laughs> so I, I definitely felt like it was in i mean i forget what i was gonna say <laughs> i really think it was it was great with couch co-op oh it's it this is a, a super fun game to play with friends like in the same room like i still had a ton of fun playing with you know aaron and keith here but just having some beers and just you know maybe get like a bowl of popcorn and just mindlessly play this game it's just it's a ton of fun like i i wish i had you know you know five friends to bring over my house to play i really wanted to try six player i never did six i only did up to four um i know liz you were complaining a lot about losing your character i don't know if you guys had that oh issue. a little bit but that that's a liz thing i don't think most people would have issues with that i no. I was right on board with you. I oh. did a four-player with some random guys, and it absolutely was chaotic. Like, I, I was getting lost constantly. Were you all turtles? So I'm with you. I think See, so. that was what I was going to guess. Is I Like, I struggled a little bit of it when I was playing with you, Andrew, but you were playing Casey Jones, and I was playing, I think, Michelangelo. I don't remember. I was playing a turtle. But I, <laughs> I remember... One of the green ones. A, a few times I was like, oh, what am I doing? I'm following you. Like, And that was more like Liz. Like That was just a me thing. But if I was playing with four people who were all turtles and there's six guys in a, in a you know purple outfit and a blue outfit and you're blue and green and blue and purple, like or green and purple, like, you're just blending in with everything. And it's it's a chaotic mess, I'm sure. That's why I would just jump to find myself. That was just like my go-to whenever I was a little bit confused. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how you always find your character. You're the one jumping. I also feel like I, like 99% of the time, because I, I was finding collectibles and stuff, I never realized that I accidentally grabbed a pizza. And I remember there was one that was like, um, you, they have like little awards at the end. And yep. one of them was like pizza hoarder or something. Something like that. Because I accidentally <laughs> kept running into them. Um, same with all the traps, but that's another thing that I feel like they could have done a little bit more is like more collectibles and stuff. There are, there, I mean, there, there are a lot of hidden things, but when it comes to replayability, they have like different things that you can aim for in each level, like different things, like don't get hit a certain amount of times by traps or whatever. Challenges. Yeah. Challenges. That's the word. And then the collectibles. (laughs) But I mean, we got all the collectibles in the first run. Yeah. 
And they're, the they're not very hard to find. I mean, some of the challenges are really easy. Some of them... Some of them are very hard. There's yes. a couple where you don't get harmed within that level, and that's pretty difficult to yeah. do. I didn't quite understand the purpose of challenges, though. I, I'm, did they award bonus XP? I don't think they Does tell you they do, but I suspect they do, only because of the fact that once you complete them, you can't do them again. And it does award you, like, I notice you get a chunk of XP after every level. So I think it's dependent on your performance in the level is what it is between, you know, like your hit streak, your KOs and your challenges, I think, but I don't know. It, it doesn't explain it to you. And I, and I don't really care that it doesn't because I, I don't know, it doesn't really matter, but <laughs> it, would, it would be kind of nice to know if you're going to put something in there, at least have some way for me to find out. I mean, I like that they added the challenges. Yeah. I do agree. I don't think they did much, but it was just at least kind of something fun to achieve. I was just say, especially because there's some that are like, you know, kill robots by super attacks or, th- you know, throw people into the pit. So it really like tried to guide you into doing something a little different than just XXXXXXXXX dodge. So does it tell you when you enter the level what the challenges are? You can press pause at any time and see what the challenges were. Oh, but it doesn't come up when you're going into the level. No. Because I never knew what they were. I just, that red script would come up being saying that you failed. failed. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot (laughs) that there were challenges. (laughs) You actually, you reminded me of something. And it's, it's a stupid thing. But what a nice online play feature that if one person hits that spot pause button, it doesn't pause the game for the other button or for the rest of the people. Yeah, but but also too that same token though, people can't progress the game if one person's standing still. That so is true. I you could be that. paused, and people still can't move on. That is a that is a valid <laughs> point. We did encounter that actually when I had to put my controller down for a minute. Yeah, and I'm just literally doing circles around you, waiting for you. <laughs> so so valid point, valid point. But yeah, I just I I like that. At least if you're going to have to push the pause button to do challenges, because maybe we're playing and maybe you care about challenges and the other person doesn't do challenges, but they don't want to be paused every time you're you're pulling up the menu. So, I don't know. Yeah. Minor, minor quality of life thing that I thought was nice. But I uh, wanted to ask you guys, though, did you guys have a favorite boss fight? I bet you had a least favorite boss fight. Was yours the rat one? <laughs> the oh. least favorite? Uh, probably. Gosh, the fight piper is really rat. annoying. The rat is... Pretty bad. Did we kind of had a bugged one with the? Um, oh yes, uh, the rhino. No, the um, metalhead. Uh, the the iron turtle. He, oh no, was that with? He that just, was me and you. Where he just he kept charging. Who, ah, we did the rhino. And he kept charging. Like he wouldn't stop charging. That yeah. was that was all of the enemies. That was a really big gripe. Now, and it wasn't ever really unplayable, but the AI and the enemies was so wonky. And you just randomly have an enemy that wouldn't really do anything or it would just keep repeating the same thing over and over again. The Rat King, I think, was programmed like that, which is why he was awful. Um, but yeah, Andrew, yeah, I think we he had, had stages of damage where he would go back on the on his truck. No, it wasn't stages because there was at least one fight. I remember because I was trying to I went back to do a, an achievement where I had to fight him and I, I literally punched him one time. And he jumped away. Like, he jumped down. I ran over. I punched him. And then he jumped back up. I was like, what, what is going on? So there's no rhyme or reason to that that boss. He's just dumb, start to finish, and and easily the worst. But I think, I think I only really had two unplayable bugs. And that was with you, Andrew, where we were fighting yeah. him. And I think one of them just punched him out of existence. And <laughs> the other one, it, just, it was just a... You yeah, win. It was just like a drop off, but that was more like a server disconnect, I think. So, no, Andrew, not I feel like Andrew, I feel like you really hated a lot of the enemies because as we were playing, you're like, "Oh, these guys are the worst." No, <laughs> these guys that throw and disappear—they are the worst. And it was like with every single new enemy. I mean, that's 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 literally like a line with a lot of beat 'em up games. There's always a particular enemy you see, and you're just like. God, why this guy on the screen? But I think for you, it was it was a lot of them. At well, one point, I was wondering, are you even enjoying playing? <laughs> well, it's funny because I think it's funny. There was a, a green foot soldier that annoyed all of us. And that was always one of your catchphrases oh. when you played Perfect Dark. You oh. your sister, that you green hated green man. man. Green man. <laughs> Just keeps poking you with the spear. I hated the sand guy. The sand feet. They really look like the, the mole guy. The guy that would dig. Yeah, yeah, it was in the other yeah, yeah. world, right? 
and he had like little holes in them. Oh yeah, I only he see. I only fought that guy him? once. No, they were um they would pop out of the sand during one of the levels. Oh, are you talking about like the pizza aliens? Yeah, that uh, they were like they were yeah. sand. No, they're pizza. Yeah, that was no, crazy. but they were pizza made out of sand. They were like there was like quicksand looking, and they would come up out of the sand. I think yeah. it was just like melty, gross looking pizza. Like if you've ever seen Spaceballs, Pizza the Hut. He's not made yeah. of sand. He's just drippy, gross pizza. <laughs> yeah, but then why not have like a a cheese texture? It would definitely look like sand to me. I don't know. What it was pizza <laughs> sand. Well, let's call it pizza I, sand. You know, pizza they was, were my least yes. favorite. I would like Hold to know. Keith looks like he wants to argue so bad. <laughs> I'm just curious how you can differentiate cheese versus sand in that situation. Now I understand because they climbed out of sand. I get that much. No, it, it's. I feel like so it's very pepperonis. easy to make it. No, I know they're supposed to look like pizza, but they came from the sand and they had like it falling off of them, like the but sand. Where, where did the pepperonis If they wanted it to be pizza, they could have just had some cheesy ground. No, but they had sand and it was where the same color when they came up. Come from. If, if, I don't care where if I, play, <laughs> if I can play devil's advocate here, I am kind of on Liz's side. Um, I didn't really like break it down in my head that I was looking at sand pizza, but it did feel more like a deserty area with with pizza monsters. Because um, Keith, what you're implying is that the land was all made of cheese. It could have been, and that these. <laughs> Pepperonis morph out of cheese land? I don't know what sounds more crazy. Does pepperoni morphing out of cheese land sound more crazy than pizza coming out of no, sand? See, like, I mean, there's all kinds of things in sand. Maybe someone dropped pepperoni in the sand. But see, here's the thing, right? If that's you true. go and you look at like Candyland, everything, you have like rivers made of chocolate. Why can't the rocks in, in the cheese sand just be But pepperonis? did it look like cheese? Did it look like cheese? It did. did that it sand like look like cheese? wet cheese. <laughs> What were you doing while you were playing the game, Keith? <laughs> made it look different. Because <laughs> I don't think... Andrew, you, you have to be the tiebreaker here. What is it? I think well, I'm, I'm to trying to it Google it to see what it actually Wait, is. Get a picture up. I am get a too. picture up. <laughs> I yeah, mean, get a video. Get a video. They, they definitely... I mean, that's that's like an alien land. That doesn't even so look that's like the thing, is it? cheese at all. So it's a classic... like enemy yeah i would say that's more sandy in fact you can see the explosion of sand coming off of them as they come out of the ground that does not look like cheese keith what you think they just come out of the sand like smoothly listen they burst out of the sand i'm just the sand is going to explode i'm just as they burst out i don't know what i don't know what cheese of yours looks like sand but um they are definitely pizza aliens coming out of So they are pizza monsters that originated from the 1987 TV series. Uh, They are from the Dimension X, Mm -hmm. and they are monster pizza-eating powder... Oh, the nicknames they they have are the Monsters Pizza-Eating Powder Puffs. It's kind of weird. Okay. But but yeah, they appeared in the episode The Case of the Killer Pizzas. Mm -hmm. Okay. Andrew, you, you're missing the point here. Can you please <laughs> okay. be the tiebreaker here? I understand where Liz is coming from. If you did not know what these things were, that was my first impression. I was like, oh, yeah, they are sand monsters. Because, yes, you are in a sand world. And it clearly, you the first area you see them, it's a sand pit. So I fully agree. But as soon as I saw him gnawing on your face, Liz, I was like, that's a pizza monster. No, there's no yeah. doubt that it is a pizza oh, no. monster. Yeah. It's whether yeah, or not co- it comes from sand. Yeah, that, that, yeah, is that it is, coming yeah, from nobody's sand? Nobody's arguing that, Andrew. That's stretchy, drippy pizza. Were you cheese. listening to the <laughs> Did uh, it come from sand or it, did it come from cheese? It came from sand. Okay. It, I'm with Liz. It came from it, sand. It emerges from sand, perfect. but it is not made of sand. <laughs> I, I agree with that. They're not made of they're made of cheese, but they emerge. So from you kind of half so you you half agree with Keith and half agree with me. I guess. <laughs> Whatever no, ends this. I, everybody agrees that they're pizza. The problem is, is that Keith <laughs> believes that the beings have to be made of the thing they come from. You know, because if you go underground, that means you're made of rock and soil. No, you're not. You're not made of rock and soil, and you can come out of ground. That's uh, what I thought Liz There's was saying. That live in the ground. I, under, I never that argued that they There's came sand. out of sand. I was arguing that they How were not you? made of sand. I uh, How 
dare you? You are gaslighting everybody. No, in what here I think this whole argument—that's not what you just. I argued. think this whole argument is are surrounded by the fact that I thought Liz said the pizza monsters were made of sand. So no, so so really, we no. just argued about. I nothing honestly don't even remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very like argument. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. So so who won? The answer so is So who nobody. came first, the chicken nobody or the won, egg? including the listeners. Oh, yeah, our listeners are definitely the losers of this conversation. The loser, the loser here are the listeners that had to listen to this. And now they're like, I don't even care anymore. Turning it off. <laughs> uh, okay, Liz, but what about worst boss, though? So that's your least favorite enemy, but did you have a least favorite boss? I don't know. I didn't hate the rat guy as much as you did. I don't think there was any that I just... I don't know. So what I liked about some of these bosses, though, as generally pretty basic as they were, what I liked about them, they actually had kind of shortcuts and ways to make them weak. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but being a very simple game, you can just like... So there were some attacks that the bosses would do that you could actually damage them to make them go into a down state to do more damage. You didn't have to do it. You could just wait for the boss to finish their attack, and then they'd go naturally go into a down state. But case in point, I think his name was like Technodrome. He was like the metal shredder. But he goes into your screen, and it becomes like a first-person view. And it didn't dawn on me where, till like my second playthrough, I'm like, oh, if I throw a soldier at the screen, it might hit him. And sure enough, that's what it did. Because I thought I just had to wait for him to keep punching me until he got tired and came down, and then I could hurt him. But like I like that these like some of these bosses had these like secret ways to like tire them out. Uh, the metal turtle, metalhead, I think his name was. I'm doing a great job remembering these names. He every <laughs> once in a while, like when he does a missile attack, he's invincible. But every once in a while, there's a rocket that's a dud, and you have to hit the rocket into him, and it stops his attack early. So I, I kind of liked the boss fights were just were simple enough, but like had a little bit of interesting mechanics to them. I actually I think th- it's funny. Th- no, go ahead, listen. Okay. I was just gonna say. I think that it's funny that you're talking about how you have to like throw the people into the screen because the only time I ever grabbed anybody, it was, it was an accident. accident. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I didn't mm. do it deliberately one time. But I think that the the bosses were kind of forgettable. Like you're talking about them now, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. I remember, but there's none that really stood out except for the rat guy for me. I think you just and generally. Was, and I immediately favorite. started thinking of that song from Michael Jackson, Ben. Whenever I see like horde of rats, I always think of that. <laughs> I don't know that song. I think you're gonna say "Beat It." <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson's song "Beat It." No, I think I don't. I don't know like how it goes off the top of my head, but I know the way you're talking about it. Like I know of the song. Yeah, like Willard, the movie I, Willard. They, nope, they play that. Keith song. wants to argue with you. <laughs> no, again, I was just saying. I, I actually, I've like I, I've heard about of the song. I just don't know how it goes. Um, I actually think though, Andrew. I think even some of the enemies sort of had that like you know those little turtle robots the the one like we had that one that just kept burrowing underground on us if you did a dive attack on them it automatically flipped them in one attack like you didn't have to try and wait for them to flip on an attack so like yeah i didn't notice that till later too yeah (laughs) i i I did it by accident super attack oh okay so yeah like even some of the like standard enemies had some of those little things i honestly thought well, partly because by the time I fought him, you just told me to throw the guys at his mask. So I just thought that's what you had to do. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I thought that was kind of a, a fun little aspect of it, I'll admit. I think what, one of the reasons I hated the Rat King so much, he is about the only boss I fought multiple times. Like a couple of them I fought a couple times, but I kept missing like my final collectible on it. So I played the level like, I don't know, like three times instead of maybe two. And then I went back and played it again with Shredder to get that achievement. So I ended up fighting him like four or five Splinter. times in total. Or Splinter, sorry. Yeah. You can't play a Shredder. I, too bad. I wish you could. But like, I don't know. I fought him like four or five times. And I think every other boss I fought once. And so maybe I didn't have as much of a reason to hate them. And that's why I hated him. But even the first time I did, I was just, he was so irritating. Now, Andrew, even just this question, though kind of raises a little bit of a red flag, right? You ask, which one was your favorite? Which one was your least favorite? We all can kind of, we're probably all in the same on our least favorite. And then you might have one that's your favorite. Can you name three others? That That's a little bit of an issue. There's Rock, Rock, Steady, and Bebop. Shredder. Okay, there you okay go. hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> hold up. 
But do you even re- really remember how that fight even played out? Like, we played this just two days ago, and there's 16 levels and six more than 16 bosses, because I think the last one you play two. And th- most of them kind of blend together. Uh, for me, too. And, I agree. Are, are you challenging and, me? Because uh, I could probably do it. I, I'm not even... Okay, I'm not even saying that. Because, yes, you and me could name characters and villains in the Ninja Turtles. And obviously we can do that because we know that. And they literally have every villain possible in this. So, yes, I believe you could do that. (laughs) But I think you might then try and remember how they fought, like what were their moves, and were any of their moves similar to another character's moves? Not really. There's a lot. I would I would say there's probably almost half of them. I would say are very samey in how they play. A lot out. of spinning. I don't think there was ever one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there was one. <laughs> That's there is a lot of spinning. That is a very good point. And I don't necessarily say that that's a bad thing. I don't think this needs to have anything insane. No, you're not. You're but not playing elderly boss levels here. No, but I would say, I would say again that was another modern element that if you're somebody used to modern games, where you could play something. I mean, Elden Ring is probably a good example. The first thing that popped in my head was like Cuphead, where Cuphead's bosses were all super unique, super varied, and really big. Where this, they're all kind of samey. Yeah. They all kind of do the same-ish type thing, except for the Rat King. I think the Rat King was one of the, the more unique ones of that group. Um. And I, I think they just kind of blend a little bit. Yes and no. I, I see where you're coming from, but it's it's hard for me to... I would say half of It's that. hard for me to agree with you because you also got to remember here, I beat this game three times. I beat it with Liz. That's I a good point. You, and then I beat it with point. Keith. That is a valid <laughs> And actually, I beat it by myself too. <laughs> well, as someone who doesn't really know the villains, I will say from like that perspective, I I don't remember. I remember there were like, towards the beginning, there was a duo and then the duo was there again. I don't remember their names, their moves, anything. That had to be Rocksteady. Weren't they yeah. early? Yeah. Yeah. And the, but I, honestly, the the second time that I faced duos, I couldn't even tell you if they were the same people. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Bebop, Rocksteady, then both. Be- yeah, then both. In no, you do, you do. No, no, no. You do the, the race one first. Yeah, the them in the car. Then you, yeah, you, then you do the boss battle with them. Then you get the two, the one that like burrows. Or Dirt no, it's the farm bag one. and ground chuck. No, you do a farm. I think it's a solo farm guy. But yeah, it's like it kind of just builds that way. I think the big thing I like when I'm thinking back on it is the bosses themselves felt like they did unique things. The ways that I fought them didn't, with the yeah. exception of a couple. Oh, yeah, it's still bash like, an axe. Yeah, exactly. Like, with the exception of, uh, like you said, whatever the guy is where you throw the things at his face or you can. Like, there's a couple little things, but... That's Shredder. But really, it's just <laughs> mash axe. And, and so no matter what they're doing, it's avoid their attack and then mash axe a bunch. And probably just try to taunt, get your special, and, and kill them that way. I, I, I would say with the exception of the final boss battle, where Shredder is invulnerable oh, yeah. until he goes into a vulnerable state... And that's what I'm saying. Like, that stuck out to me because literally of the 15 other fights before it, nothing was really doing it that way. So it was like, oh, interesting. And Andrew obviously gave me tips on on what was happening there. But um, what, what, like, I was trying to remember this. So one of the classic villains, what is the name? And Andrew might know off the top of his head. Who's the guy that's the professor that's a fly? Oh, I can't Um, think of his name. I know who you're talking about, though. Was it Berkman? Where or, do you fight? Braxton? Where do you? I I thought it was Beekman or, or something like that. Like, I think it's Braxton. You might you. I think it maybe does have an X. You might be right. When do you fight him? Um, I don't really remember. I don't remember, this. You don't remember him the, the game. Level? Yeah, he was level. F- I I know I saw 12? him. I just don't remember fighting him. I literally played this two days ago. Keith played it a day ago, and even he was kind of having a hard time tracking which ones was happening when. I I think he's like level twelve. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's How Baxter. How do you remember what Baxter level? Baxter Stockman. Yeah, Stockman. Um, 
It's like I said, I played basketball. How did you remember 12? <laughs> yeah, that is really weird. I mean, that's very specific. Because he's, yeah, you were probably you play him you were before the you wrong get person to challenge on this. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it reveals that the legs. Or no, it reveals the whole Krang robot and he teleports you into space. Then you do the space levels. Yeah, that might track. I thought you maybe played him on one of those levels where you were flying on your cool hoverboards. Nope. The uh, those ones yeah. you fight wingnut. Uh. <laughs> oh, which did you guys like the flying ones? Because I remember playing with Melissa, those are awesome. and Melissa hated them. I I awesome. actually liked them because I remember back in the day when yeah the surfboard in the sewer and at the end you fought Leatherface and the uh, yeah the, oh, uh, yeah. the Crystal Heist one that we played. Yeah, I remember that's when you fought Leatherface. I actually enjoyed those levels. They honestly really don't play much differently than any normal level. It just looks like you're moving, but you're kind of really not. But I well, love those levels because they had the dodge. best soundtrack. They had the best soundtrack when yeah. they did those levels. Yeah, they, they were always... It was the the wingnut one, the flying, like, real, like, flying, flying one. Um, that one had... It was, like, almost like Dragon Force. I think if, I, if yeah. I was, I'm thinking of that one. Yep. But yeah, they were all they were all just super cool songs. It was, it was definitely about it. Seriously, I know we were talking about it, but this soundtrack is just... Is just a 10 out of 10. I love it. Even too, we didn't talk about the intro. So the intro, there's the opening cinematic, and it's honestly a, like a really straight homage to the original cartoon. Like I saw a side-by-side video of it on YouTube, and it's impressive like how close they got it to it. It's really cool. This game like just gave me goosebumps from nostalgia. And, and I try not to ride the nostalgia train, but this game did it for me. I wish... Wow, goosebumps. Yeah, I wish. I wish, though, they had um, Vanilla Ice's... Uh, Go ninja, go ninja. That oh would, yeah, yeah. That would have that been really great if they did this thing that in. I'm not. Ninja that's rap? a ninja turtle rap. That's right. See, you know, this is really random, but yeah, I was thinking of this earlier, Aaron, when you were talking about like the midis. Do you remember when I had that website where it had like a million yes. songs in MIDI form? <laughs> I, I think about this all the time. A great website because we would we would spend hours like this is such like early internet <laughs> crap that me and Keith would do. Keith found this MIDI website where they would take popular top 40 songs and turn them into MIDI <laughs> so files. Bad. And Keith would just scroll, th- scroll through it. I'd be like, what's my name again? Play that one. And then it would play a MIDI version of that. And oh, gosh, man, that, it was so pointless. But I think we spent hours. And then we tried to figure out how to get those into ringtones oh, on you know your crappy little flip phones back then. Like, what a pointless, stupid thing to do, and it was awesome. I wish I could find that website again. Gosh. I would absolutely spend many hours the on that. The joy again. of early internet. Mm, it was a great time. Oh, I wanted to ask you, Andrew, did the graphics also give you goosebumps? <laughs> I, I'm so glad that you are not the type of person that says goose pimples, but um, yeah, did it give no, you goosebumps? I, I just picture him getting goosebumps and then a single <laughs> down his eye. Uh, that cutscene kicked don't, in. I mean, don't, Aaron, don't act like you didn't have the love of Ninja Turtles as much as I did, Aaron. Like, we, we grew up. Like, our favorite movie was Ninja Turtles 3, Turtles in Time. Or the, uh... It was the... Why was that the only one I we don't owned? know. I remember how... Okay, I specifically remember how we got yeah. it, too. We, at our local grocery store, when you were a kid, if you went up to the bakery, they gave you a cookie, and they punched a card for you. And... One time we went in there and we were the 10th punch. So they give you a free cookie and a punch. I don't know why. And they were like, oh, congratulations, you guys won. Here's Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. And it was the only one we owned. I don't know why. But yeah, like, I don't even remember was, being a promotion. Was a, it was just... Secret of the What grocery Secret store? Secret of the was, I think, was... I think it was Shaw's. Th- this was Market Basket. Shaw's or Market Basket, yeah. It was either Market Basket or Shaw's. Uh, for any of you listening, these are very New England-sounding grocery stores and... That's yeah. Um, Tur- uh, Secret of the Ooze was the second one. That was the one with Ninja Turtles rap. That one had Bebop and Rocksteady. Yep. That one is probably considered the best of the Ninja Turtle movies. The first one, which me and Liz was currently pretty own. solid. I remembered as a kid the scene that messed me up the most. The scene where I was like, "Oh my gosh, the world is harsh," <laughs> was when the Ninja Turtles get. The crap kicked out of them, and they have to go to, like, a secret hideout in a house, and Raphael is just laying in a bathtub with no water in it, and I was like, is he going to die? 
And then I was like, the world is cruel. And, and the single tear went down your face. No, the, that was the first one. Okay, that's and what that I thought, scene, yeah. that scene of him laying in the bathtub as a child was scarring. Because to me, my heroes were dying in front of me. And I, it stuck with me to this day. Still remember that. And here, you try to call me out saying I'm crying. <laughs> Listen to this. I had a single tear roll down my eye just by the thought of it. And goosebumps all over me. It was crazy. So have you guys ever cried during a movie? Is there a movie that, besides Ninja Turtles, what's, what, any of the movies that affected you? Yes. I've been choked up in multiple movies. In, um, He's mentioned this on his podcast. I, yes. So... In uh, the Real Movie Talk podcast. <laughs> um, uh, one of my all-time favorite recent films is the movie Arrival. And I went to the theaters to go see Arrival. And when I walked out of that movie, I like, I mean, I probably spent a solid week and a half reliving that movie and what an impact that movie left on me. And I remember getting choked up as I was watching the movie when I was getting to the end because I, I was like, once I realized what was happening, I was, I was jarred. That movie, that movie messed me up. Um, most people, if you, don't, if you don't like a slow burn, you're not going to like it. But man, I love that movie. Give uh, your, your other classic story, Aaron. Uh, Lion King. <laughs> which? Oh, freaking Lion King. <laughs> All right, so as a child... Me, and I'm pretty sure Andrew must have been there. We were out on our grandparents' farm out in Illinois, and we went out to go see The Lion King. And um, what was the most moving thing about The Lion King is Elton John's music to that movie, <laughs> which is still iconic. And I just never, I'll never forget after seeing that movie, just like looking out on the wheat fields of Illinois and just hearing, can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> just in my heart. And it just, it just struck me as a child. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so moved by that. And uh, that Elton John. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I was absolutely moved by Elton John's Can You Feel the Love Tonight. What a song and a movie. Oh, wow. The sight of baby Aaron just standing outside a cornfield weeping. <laughs> just emotional. Elton John. <laughs> just, just so emotional after that movie. Because... What's funny is I don't remember the movie moving me. I specifically remember John's ballad. Not the father died. Just really hit me. No, no, it was it was that ballad. Oof. Personally, for me, I don't. I can't remember the last time I cried at a movie. I know what you did, Liz. Oh I won't say it. <laughs> Please, no, you have to say no, it. So what was it? Because I know it's embarrassing. No, because like, no, it's it was good the movie. first time I ever cried in front of Andrew. And because like I don't like to cry in front of people, and I it just it just happened, and it was like it <laughs> we, you were, hard. we were watching Kubo, and I uh, that's a yeah. good and I I wasn't expecting it. I've never cried during something before, and the movie ended, and Andrew left the room, and I just started <laughs> I couldn't stop it. I just started sobbing. It was so embarrassing. Oh, do you know what one got me secretly? Was the second How to Train Your Dragon movie. I haven't really? seen it. it uh, okay. In the one. middle of the film, I won't say, but a character passes away really unexpectedly. And it is filmed so beautifully that I remember, like, I'm sitting in a room full of people and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I like, will not be watching know? this movie. <laughs> like, I kind of had to, like, I was like, why is this hitting me right now? Like, why is this. Why is that from me right now? What is this? I mean, and uh, that one, that kids, one hit me. A little kids' bit. movies have a way of doing that. It, I mean, up. It's so hands weird. Down is probably one of the happiest, saddest movies, just start to finish. Um, like that five minutes at the beginning is is probably the most heart jerking moment. Brutal. Um, and actually, I it's really weird. But the end of Onward. I don't know if either of you guys even watched that one. It was like I don't think a lot of people watched no. that Disney movie. Uh, I feel like I don't like watch that two, one. <laughs> It actually was really good, um, but like there's there's like a scene at the end, and it's like it's these two brothers. They just have like this really like emotional moment, and I was like, oh, and like I, I felt myself choking up, had to walk away. Kids were there, I couldn't cry in front of them. Oh, I just remember. Well, you, you remind me of two animated movies. Yeah, <laughs> no kids, I'm not crying. But you remind me I of two. Cry. I got a little choked up on Toy Story three when they're about to go in the furnace. That one got me a little bit, and even two at the end of that one. But uh, Inside Out, 
when uh, the imaginary friend passes. Oh, that, oh that got me a little bit too. Yeah, that that one was a little rough. But uh, no, as far as the kids, man, this took a really sad oh, no. turn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We were talking about what gave you goosebumps, and now we're like, when did you realize life was short think, and you're going to die I think die this is my soon? fault. I think I'm the one that steered us in this direction. Yeah, a little bit. Also, everyone you love right now will be dead in dust very soon. <laughs> so Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so, Achievements are... Uh... <laughs> They're pretty good in this game. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a couple difficult ones. And Aaron, you made a good point when you brought it up. Or was it might have been Keith. I think it was you, Aaron. But... Yeah. It was me. It was 100% me. Don't you dare get yeah. to keep. The achievements, the majority of them are secret achievements. That and was yeah, it was, it's kind of annoying, but luckily Microsoft has patched it where you can now reveal secret achievements. This game, I will say, does not need secret achievements. Uh, especially, too, because some of them are very specific. Case in point, one of them is you play as Casey, and your friend has to play as Raphael, and you have to high-five each other. It's like, if you did not know... Like that's from the movie. I, I understand that's a movie reference, but why does it need to be a secret achievement? How are you going to figure that out? Besides I, looking well, it up? I think probably, I mean, I think probably because of the movie, like I, I, I agree with you that it's kind of a weird hidden thing because it's so specific, but it kind of makes me think of, um, do you remember the one in rain on your parade where you had to wear the snake costume and then go undetected on a level or something like that? Yeah. It, it's just like, it's one of those things that they put the pieces in front of you to play with and they, kind of want you to to take the bait i guess but Ain't nobody got I, time for that maybe they do i don't know i, I we don't sure maybe somebody well, does i apologize maybe somebody wants to cry over teenage ninja, Tur- mutant ninja turtles will do that <laughs> for nostalgia Andrew, did you a thousand the game uh no i'm at like 720 i think i, I don't know to think all a thousand because there's another achievement where you beat super shredder with taking no damage that's gonna be annoying. That's that's a little annoying. And oh, there's another one where you have to just get do it. You there's another one where you have to get max level with all the characters. That's just a lot of time. I don't care. I for think that. I was at get like... over yourself and just do it. <laughs> oh, you convinced me. I think I was at like five fifty, and then Keith, you were ahead of me in the six hundreds. I, I did I a bad could... job this week looking up the scores. <laughs> I think I was in the high six hundreds. I played a little yeah. bit more last night. But uh, let's get to our final thoughts here, because, you know, we probably spent a good chunk of this episode talking about sad movies. <laughs> so anyway, Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. For me, I thought this game was a ton of fun. Uh, I had a, if you are playing with people in the same room, I think you'll have a more enjoyable time because I found the online connectivity to be slightly spotty. But if you grew up in the 90s, like all of us here, you probably grew up with Ninja Turtles. And this is, this is a definite game for you. This is just a fun, simple experience if you are new and younger you may not enjoy it as much the gameplay is very simple you know if you're coming home from school with a bunch of your buddies it is it is just a fun game to play with your friends just to sit down and and having a six-player co-op it's just a crazy time but soundtrack's great this is just it's mindless so for me this is a, a solid 80 uh so i guess i'll, I'll go because i think i was the bridge between you and aaron here um yeah it's i still it's a game i i agree i think it's the nostalgia that really gets it i i think i'm actually surprised to hear you give it an 80 because you you so quickly stamped it as a definite game that it's weird i didn't stamp it as a definite game i said close to a definite game okay your face so it's i think coming from keith though that's (laughs) a definite game is like a game i could recommend this to just about anyone and i think this is a game i could recommend to just about anyone it's simple i mean yeah okay if we're talking accessibility sure it's that but here's so this is where i just i don't know our scores never make any sense because we don't have any real system mostly me i think i don't know but i think it's i was just gonna say i think you're the one that doesn't have the system key well i don't know andrew really threw me off this week is what i'm is what i'm saying is that so i I was gonna give this game an 84 and i am gonna give it an 84 because i I don't know. I think that's a good score because there's there's things that I think it could have been better at, but I think that in the big picture, it if it went too far down that path, it just becomes a completely different game, and it wasn't what it was trying to be, even though I still don't think it fully knew in some ways. But I think it overall nails it, and and I mean, just the music alone adds points to whatever I was going to put on to there, so... 
I just yeah, I think it's a I think it's an eighty four is a is a solid good score for this game. I was gonna give it an eighty six because that's the year I was born and so it just feels like it should deserve a really good number like that, but I eighty four is a better score. Oh, okay. Um okay, so um the Lion King, that gets an eighty, arrival gets a <laughs> ninety eight, but most importantly, uh Ninja Turtles, man, Keith, you you nailed it. I think it's an eighty four. Um what's holding this thing up here, I say uh, obviously, the nostalgia. Um, it literally gets every possible villain that I could think of that you would put into this thing. Uh, the controls are nice and tight. Uh, there's plenty of callbacks to things that if you enjoyed this stuff in the past, you'd love it. The soundtrack is outstanding. Um, and gosh, I didn't I didn't play this as a couch co-op, but I've got to say this is probably the perfect type of couch co-op because... It's easy for anybody to play. I don't think there's just the controls are so simple. The rules are so simple. I, even dying doesn't really do a whole lot. There's not a whole lot of consequence there. That there just really is perfect um, across the board in that sense. Um, and for that, yeah, I think it deserves an 84. It's a pretty darn good game, and that's uh, that's what I'm that's what I'm rating it. So uh, real quick, uh, if you are wondering, the soundtrack is on Spotify. Oh heck yeah! Nice, nice. I figured it would be. I because it sounded like it was professionally like it was made yeah. to be replayed. So uh, yeah, I'm checking that out. I'm gonna give it a 75. It seems low compared to your scores, but I don't have. I don't think I played I mean, the original games. Uh, I would rather watch the 1990 Ninja Turtles movie, and um, I feel like it's rare that I say I'd rather watch the movie. You know, books are always better than the movies. And um, you just did not have a fun time playing video games with me. You're like, I'd rather watch a movie than spend time with Andrew. We can watch the movie together. I just, for me, it just, it was too short. Not enough. There was no character development. I wanted, I wanted more from the turtles, or I, I of have, the turtles. I, I have to, I have to say, I, I get that you would always rather read the book than watch the movie, but I don't think there's ever been a time where you have said, "Boy, I am glad that this is a game." It is always, "Boy, I wish this was a movie." Uh, oh th- yeah th- we had a tentative bit lined up for you or, or sketch of could this game be a movie oh, well what about mass effect i think that probably is a game you probably you were glad that was a game and not a movie she's yeah. thinking hard about that are you one. serious you don't oh, remember so mass good. effect are you? Liz, it was the game you beat twice you enjoyed it so much oh yeah yeah <laughs> Oh my god. Nope, I remember. Really have, I remember. You have such a short memory. We played that not even I just, a month ago. We have played so many games. I just need like a little hint of what what it was. Um Oh my word. So are you funnier, glad that was a you... game and a movie? What? Are you glad that was a game and not a movie? Never mind, forget the question. Anyway, go into the <laughs> Oh, oh Mass Effect. I'd, I'd have to play it again. I don't remember okay. if I think oh. it would be a good movie. Again. All right. Uh, Metacritic uh, for Xbox One, 87 and 8.2. So our other co-host was has not been playing this game yet. Oh, that's unfortunate. Sorry, guys. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Um, I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me next week at Firebird Z1952. If you have any game suggestions, please, we'd love to hear it. Email us at gamepassgrabic at gmail.com or Facebook or Twitter at GBGBpod. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Now that everyone has loved you, where can they find you? You know, lately I've been killing it on Instagram at Real Movie Talk Pod because um, that's it. That's literally all I, I do. I love a good Insta. So. <laughs> Andrew hates abbreviations, by the way. <laughs> Stop telling well, people I what just... I hate. <laughs> people are using it against I me. I just posted a, a great side-by-side image of Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, who will be playing... Um, the lead role in the new Roadhouse movie. They are remaking Roadhouse. And uh, yeah, I posted him right up next to uh, Patrick Swayze. Feathered, mullet and all. It's a great image. They're remaking everything. It's stupid. Wanna... Why would you mess with Swayze? I know, I was just going to say, who would want to be that role? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, I guess. <laughs> I, money probably pretty, said he does. pretty ballsy of him. You know... We've been doing this thing for a couple of years now where like, oh, let's go live action Lion King. Let's go live action of, you know, whatever cartoon. When are we just going to start cartoonifying more live action movies? Now <laughs> I need a cartoon John Wick series. Um, 
Now we are talking. <laughs> maybe like maybe a good Saturday morning cartoon of Fast and the Furious. They the it art would style take of many Pixar. many years to catch up to the movies in terms of count, but well, I I get up on Saturday morning to watch that cartoon. Just saying, hear me out. Listen to me, Hollywood. These good are the hard hitting ideas Hollywood's looking for. Yeah, we apparently started a movie podcast here. <laughs> Aaron Aaron brings the movies. Oh, did um, he? I mean that was a good suggestion. I mean I guess that's yeah. as good as any outro I do. I think I found that website, Aaron. Though, so stand by. I got to check it out. The MIDI website. Oh, please send it my way. You know I will. <laughs> and I'm Liz Noob, Gamer Tag, Common I'm Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob. No, I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob Noob Busy W. Yep. Say it every single week, and I still can't get it. Hi, everyone. Love you all. And cowabunga. Cowabunga. Pizza party. Thank you.